about Trying to figure out what it's all about Existentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know That was a great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Prestige with my partner in crime Long Island raised Elm City Made E-Z Blues Is in the building Easy Blues You're better with introductions more than me who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, let's really, really explore some things because there's a million and a half things you can, you can rock and roll and go through. One of the most incredible things that I've ever seen in entertainment is those people that go from the background to the foreground. Those people that take matters into their own hands and continue to go. Those people, you can say Bill Collins did it. You can actually say Steven Tyler did it, where they were sitting in the back just on their one and twos, which happened to be drums. But for this man, the one and twos were actually the turntables themselves. Went from the background to the foreground. Went on tour with some of the most incredible human beings out there, actually vibed and grew with them. And from there, a suggestion off a rhyme pattern of a name brought us the most incredible pickles you have ever tasted. I'm telling you right now, there is a pickled pineapple that'll bring a tear to your eye and soothe your stomach. And I am loving every second of it. So ladies and gentlemen, let's put our hands together. Not if we're driving. If we're driving, we keep our hands at 10 and two because we need to be safe at all times. For the amazing, the incredible, the man himself, Mo Nichols. What's up, brother? How you been? Chillin', chillin'. Just uh, <laughs> over here pickling, you know? <laughs> Pickling, mixing, <laughs> keeping it pickling, keeping it pickled. So, <laughs> keeping it pickled. Now, for those you know, we, we got into it a little bit in the in the intro, but you know, how did the pickled journal journey start for you? You know, well, would you just wake up one day and be like, "I need a kosher." <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a pretty simple man. I enjoy puns, and uh, you know, just came up with that. That's actually kind of a derivation of where Mo Nichols came from is just like, oh, you know, it could be Mo, like kind of anything and came through, like people would be like, my mm -hmm. friends would be like, oh, it's Mo Tickles, Mo Sickles, Mo Pickles. And uh, one day I was, I was going on a, an international tour and I was just like, oh, what's, what's an interesting merch idea? And, you know, realistically, I was just thinking maybe like beer koozies or socks or something, but somebody was like, oh, what? Mo Pickles. And then uh, my friend Crystal, uh, who lived out in Minneapolis at the time, she, she, she chimed in and was just like, hey, uh, I, I've been meaning to make some pickles. If I make some pickles, uh, would you promise to sell them at your shows? And I was like, I, I don't have a reason to say no to this. And sure enough, uh, tour went on and people were way more interested, enthused about the pickles than they were the show or <laughs> like anything uh, you know, else going on. You know, so I was just like, all right, th this is a, a, you know, maybe there's something to this. I should, I should stick with this, you know. <laughs> People, people are pretty dead serious about their pickles, uh, you know. <laughs> so, so that no, was like uh, it's, seven, it's so interesting. seven years ago. Yeah. It's st still going now no, and, all, and no, uh, you know, awesome. got and my it, album last year and yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I thought you were no, trying it, to it, say. It's it. so interesting, the actual. I'm getting like yeah. sporadic. <laughs> the internet is. Yeah, I think the, the internet is being weird because, you know, we're, we're sharing such incredible knowledge that the internet decides to get weird on us. Um, but I, I love the fact that it's just a natural progression for you. I, I love also the fact that, like, no joke. I, I mean, I've, I've seen you a bunch of times with a bunch of different people, and you're one of the best DJs out there, um, especially, I don't even consider that, like, the local scene. I see a lot of people come through, um, and you're able to add so much to the act itself, um, you know, without overstepping um that seems just a, a natural progression and knowing you for the human being that you are that is just a perfect part of your personality um and i love the alliteration there with dealing with the peas um <laughs> but as you know as you continue to to grow it and and move forward you know where where did the actual idea be like hey i'm gonna go out there and i'm going to actually pursue a life as a dj first let's get there I don't think it was like, oh, I'm not going to be, it was just a hobby that I took very seriously. Yeah. I don't think mm -hmm. I ever in my life had been like, oh, I can make a living off of this. You know, it was just something where I would just kind of focus like, well, I guess I would kind of 
put put that before my career. So it's like I would be working jobs or I was like, okay, like, you know, uh, it, it's just like a natural progress. You know, again, it's been something I've been doing for 20 plus years now. Um, and it was just always something I would go in and get a job and be like, okay, this pays decent enough, but it's, it's not real serious. I'm not going to feel bad when I tell them I have to quit because I got to go on a month long tour <laughs> or something, you know, like, <laughs> so that is true. I have had, um, you know, some friends and like different, you know, over the different years of my life where I've seen a, a lot of grown men like break down and just be like, I can't, if I can't make it off of rap music, I, I don't know how to justify my, my life. And it's like, dude, you got like kids, like, you know, nobody told you this mm -hmm. was the thing that was a viable right. thing. You know, like this is something, you know, you need to reprioritize, you know, you have, you have children. Like, you know, that, that might be more right. important than you making, you know, rap hits or something like, you know, or, or, and also just take the time to actually do well, it. it. You know, it was a hobby, but it would consume, you know, at least 20, 30 hours of, of a week or something, you know, just putting the time in, which mm -hmm. is something I'm really doing with the, the pickle stuff right now. You know, I'm not, I was not as good at it as DJ. Right. It's like, okay, I got to. I gotta be picked. I gotta do the. I gotta put the work in. You know, I got like, like I put my eight hours in yet today right. or something. You know, that was something. Uh, my friend uh, Mike Eagle is now killing it. His whole work motto is, uh, you know, he he quit his uh, job as a teacher, and he was just like, all right, you know, just tuck away in his office, and he's just like, all right, I'm putting eight hours. I'm working on something. If it's booking, if it's working on tracks, if it's doing that, if it's networking. That's, you know, you got to treat it. It's a full-time job, you know? <laughs> and again, it, it still might not work out. Right. You, you know, I put my 10,000 hours in and, and uh, you know, people are like, pickles, what, tell me more about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. Well, well no, it, it, it's so true. And, and a lot of people, yeah, well, and, and a lot of people don't see that. I mean, it's so much so that um, I think it was Dire Straits had the song, you know, money for nothing and, and, and your kicks for free because everyone thinks, you know, becoming a musician, becoming, you know, some type of entertainer is the easiest life out there, but it's not. You do you have to put those eight hours in. And when you're done with those eight hours, there's another eight hours you have to put in on top of that. You know, uh, Prestige and I, you know, talk about it all the time. You know, one of the first times I was out here, just the networking aspect of it, I would go three or four days just constantly going through every single aspect, making sure I'm hitting every single show I can, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm, you know, fully networking. And that was before I even had a project, you know, and you just have to continue to go out there and, and push and grow, um, you know. And I love that as you're doing this, you have this, this amazing laid backness to you um, that I, I just completely, you know, I, I have a tendency to walk into a room and I, I'm, you know, I, I, I talk the room and that's, you know, that's how I go about it. And you have this great energy that is able to calm even someone as erratic as I am um, <laughs> down. And I, I won't be your flowers for that. Because that's what you say. Like, no, because even, you know, the, the last time, you know, we were doing the show and different stuff like that, I had a little bit of nervous energy. Um, but even before that, I was able to perform. I got to have a little conversation with you about something you know, completely off base, you know, off base. And you were actually talking and I, I want to get into it um, about your, about your friend and, and the amazing hookup that your friend, your friend got. Um, and I was just able to calm me and center me. Oh, yeah. um, is that just a natural part of your personality or do you work on that with dealing with that no, I, artist it, that you it, deal with? That is something that just uh, naturally happened. You know, I'm not like, well, I, I am just trying to, I, the whole Mo Nichols thing, it's just kind of like, it's like, I want to be, somebody that people can enjoy being around or something, you know, it's like not something, you know, like sometimes something that kills me when people get up on stage or something and they just, they bring like, they're like, Oh man, like I'm having such a terrible day or this, that, and the third, it's like, I'm not, I don't try and like bring that energy to, to people, you know, like, it's just mm -hmm. like, okay, like I'm out, people didn't leave their house to hear about like they they have their own terrible situations that they're trying to escape from that's why they're paying to come out here you know like nobody left their house to be like oh i hope this guy can tell me how terrible his day is and just like not even like a comedic type of, of way or you know I, if i do that i try and have right. some type of anecdote or something associated with it you know it's not just like life right. is just the worst <laughs> 
you know, at least try and put like some type, you know, type of spin on it or something. But, but yeah, that is something. Um, yeah, the whole Mo Nichols thing was like kind of uh, in paying homage to uh, a best friend of mine that passed away, and he he just had like a great way of. We would just be sitting around doing nothing, and we would just like all of a sudden just like burst into like making silly sounds or something like, like a like you know, it, or or he would just find like a great way to have fun, uh, like out out of just like nothing, and you know like that's something I was like really kind of distraught like that that was taken out of this world. So it was just kind of like something I've always want you know trying to you know he was obsessed with like the number five and stuff. That's where the 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 nickels comes from. And uh, yeah, the Mo was just uh, mm -hmm. it's just like an easy like my my real my government name is way too long. Like, I go to the I go to the doctors. Going to the doctors is not fun. <laughs> or like setting up at going to the airport when they have to see my actual. I'm just, just like yeah, that's that's my whole name. You know, like this is ridiculous. <laughs> so I just love the Mo yeah. Nichols, three syllables like <laughs> literally just six or I guess five letters. No, seven letters, right? My misspelling, forgetting how to spell my name. Right. <laughs> yeah, just three syllables, <laughs> pretty easy. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, and, and just fun in general. Right. Starting off, um, how hard was it to read a crowd? Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, it didn't help that I was really into like early two thousands indie hip hop stuff, right. like F Jucks and whatnot. Mm -hmm. so that was just like people would just. And I was also really into um, like turntablist stuff. Yeah. Even though I had to t teach myself right. how to do it, so I was just doing like these terrible oh, juggling. Like I didn't. I grew up. All my friends, we we did like house music and jungle mm. and stuff. Then uh, when my best friend died of a drug overdose, I I stopped oh, doing man, drugs. I'm sorry. I was right. just, oh yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's like I'm always like, oh, it was like twenty something years ago. Like, but yeah, I, <laughs> like it somehow means less than that, you know. It's like, yeah. oh, you're sorry. It doesn't have to be. You can bring the sorry down to, like, you know, like, oh, 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 yeah. I'm sorry to hear. It's always like a weird thing when it's like people like, oh, you know, oh, my aunt died. Right. People, oh, I'm sorry. I just go, oh, I, I, I didn't really know her. You know, it's like, right, yeah. It's somehow less of a tragedy. I, I don't know. It's right, but um, but yeah, no. So it was real tough. I would play like Cage and nonfiction and stuff, and people just like just wanted to hear Biggie and you know. So, so that was definitely, uh, and I was just like, I don't care. This is what I want to play. And, you know, growing up, just being like the only person, I didn't have people to teach me. Like we all taught ourselves right. how to DJ and mm -hmm. DJ and stuff is so intricate uh, um, a thing. You can't just like really wait. You need to take year, like months to years of like kind of doing the bedroom thing to, to really branch out. So that, that took forever. Right now it's like, it's kind of like feel set a vibe, see if like people are kind of like not into, you know, like maybe they might be like, okay, like this tribe baseline is like what people are kind of like nodding their head to or something, or maybe somebody's like spitting the lyrics or whatever. Um, you know, depending on that, it's like, I might just kind of go from that or, or just be like, all right, I, I gotta like, no, this isn't working. I, I gotta completely flip the script, try, try something different, right. you know, maybe, maybe play like some, uh, yeah, some, James Brown or, or something, or maybe some like some dap tone or something. Right. And see if I can get a reaction from that. And if not, then just play, you know, just be like, whatever. I don't, <laughs> let me just play some weird stuff. Or, you know, at some points I'm like, yeah, there's nobody, nobody's, nobody's even paying attention. I may as well DJ for myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But on or, the bright side, um, you get to know people's different reactions and know how yeah. they relate to different kinds of music, you know? Mm -hmm. It helps you branch out yeah. to know different personalities. That's true. Yeah, you never know. It's tough because like a lot of times you're just setting up at a bar or something. Right. It could be people that are there for the show. It could be people that are just there to drink. Like I just set up in, for a show um, in Rhode Island, and mm. this one guy, he was like five foot nothing, oh, wearing like three like different type. He had like a special like Boston Red Sox camouflage shirt on, camo pants, like like a Three, three or four American flags on, on like his entire his apparel. He mm. must have put like twenty bucks in the jukebox, and I think like the boys are back in town is playing when like I'm trying to do a sound check. Right. And he just comes up to the stage and he just goes, 
I didn't put all that money in the jukebox for nothing. And I was just like, all right, I guess sound check is done. I'm not like, <laughs> sounds fine. We'll figure it out later. You know, it's a very thick skin business, huh? Yeah. 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 It can be a bit. And I'm just like, dude, like, I'm just doing sound check. Like, like you realize that there's a show here happening later. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Easy, 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 easy. Where are you, my friend? My God, my God, my God. But yeah, man, uh, the DJ business can be really rough. Um, I remember when I was uh, working with a DJ on my former radio station, he used to tell me just so many stories um, about how he used to get requests all the time. And it was just very frustrating because you guys already have that set list down. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of times I might have the whole set. You know, it's like I already know this song transitions to that and have right. like a whole kind of flow. Like I already know how long I'm supposed to be DJing for whatever. Mm -hmm. But again, like a lot of times, like nobody cares about the actual transitions. Like they just want to hear the actual tracks. Like one of the things that I do or right. I try to focus on a lot is just uh -huh. kind of blending songs together in a way that um, people might not uh, like, it, it just seems like kind of seamless. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to put like my mix tracks or whatever like that, but a lot of time, you know, depending on where you're at, they, they just want to hear, you know, just do whatever, like kind of transition, you know, um, into the next, like what, what kind of uh, gigs was, was uh, the, your DJ friend talking about? Hmm. Um, this is another thing I want to talk about, and I'll get back to easy. Um, I like yeah, the man. whole plethora of music you got right behind uh, your oh, head yeah. right there, man. I see the Ghostface Killer. I think a Jake Dilla thing is back there, too. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to squint with the, my barely... 20, 15, 20 vision. I, 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 I'm not a, you know, professional when I say this term, but I like what I see behind you, brother. Oh, yeah. It's a pretty well curated wall. It was yeah. definitely a, a COVID project. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I got some Green Day. Yeah, it's yeah, some Rage, Green Day, some Prince. Some I see Gorillas like back there, too. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Radiohead. Yeah. Hells, yeah. What? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. It's, and then there's like a whole bunch over behind like the TV that's mm -hmm. kind of like the growing up stuff. <laughs> nice, man. Nice, 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 nice. I love it. Easy. Well, thanks. For, you're back with us, man. The internet gods is in. Love you. What's going on? The internet gods, man. The internet gods. It is what it is, what it is. No, it, it's, it's, um, it's really, really interesting because, you know, as you say, you, you, you picked up learning how to read a crowd and different stuff like that. And that actually does translate into doing the pickles as well, because you have to, you know, read, you know, the, the different taste buds. But what I really love what you talk, what you talk about um, is those moments where you can tell the crowd isn't paying attention. So you're just going to spin for yourself. And yeah. those are the moments actually where people connect with you, I think the most, because then yeah. that person like, you're like, Oh word, that dude just played. There's no way. How did he even find that? Like, I got to go talk to this dude about that. Um, and it, it, to me, like I'm, again, I'm not a huge pickle fan, but your pickled pineapple is what got me. Um, and I know oh, that yeah. that also kind of had that 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 type of aspect of you wanted to make things for yourself, and that's what seems mm -hmm. to be garnishing the bestness yeah. for you. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like I was saying, where I'm going in and DJing, like all my friends, we all taught ourselves, and then it's like I started doing hip hop, and then it's like I. I was kind of off on my own trying to figure out how to do all these cuts and juggles and stuff. And then, um, and it's the same thing with the pickles where I'm just like, all right, let me experiment with this. Let me experiment with that. You know, um, just kind of learn, you know, there, I don't have, I mean, I would love to have some pickle aficionado friends that, you know, can compare recipes with or whatever, figure out mm. what I'm doing wrong with this or that. Yeah. The pickled pineapple is definitely the first thing that I made where I was like, this is this is incredible. Oh my God. You know, like, and, and yeah, like reading the crowd, I started doing, like, I was always playing at bars and started doing spicy pickles mm -hmm. and stuff for, for that. You know, a lot of people, you know, um, it's like they, they just, a lot of people, alcohol and spice definitely has like a certain, you know, people always like getting like chicken mm -hmm. or something or, or even just the, my mediums is like a, it's like a pickleback chaser. I think it's like fantastic. Right. But, but yeah, just, just stay experimenting, trying something new. It's like, okay, like I got all my, you know, like I put my eight hours in today. I'm all set. Like, you know, or I haven't put my eight hours in yet today, but I don't, there's nothing else really to do. It's like, oh, what, let me try something else out. You know, maybe, uh, 
like pickle with something else, you know, experiment with something different, you know, do like pickle, like, so you can, you know, pickle anything. And, and again, sometimes things don't hit. My favorite thing that I pickled that like nobody picked up on was like some jardinari, which is Italian pickled vegetables. Mm. Uh, I make in, mm. uh, I just made some half sours. It's fantastic. I'm coming through with like a kimchi uh, recipe that I'm really happy with. I just got to look up nice. uh, the actual specifics for how to actually uh, make sure it's uh, stored safely. And because uh, it's different from uh, the, the way I've been pickling stuff and just doing the cold batch, whatever, which is a whole other thing. It's like, I got to figure this stuff out on my own. Like I had to take my better process mm-hmm. control school. I got to do, which is crazy. It's like, just to be able to say, sell pickles hand to hand, I had to take this class that, is essentially the same thing for me just selling some pickles at a show versus mm-hmm. if I wanted to run a factory. So it's right. like, I had to learn all these different machines and stuff. Like, you know what, there's like five different parts of, there's a whole chapter on, on, on glass bottles. Oh my basically. God. Yep. Like <laughs> just figuring mm-hmm. out what the technical terms for everything is like how to look for like every imperfection of them and stuff. It's like, and I'm just like, I'm not even doing that meth. <laughs> like, I'm just doing the cold <laughs> the cold badge stuff. But, but yeah, you still had to learn it all. But, yeah, I'll, I'll just take some time, try something else out. You know, I did some pickled cranberries. I do that and thanks, like, you know, around, uh, like, Thanksgiving time. Um, I'm doing pickled beets. That's, again, read the crowd. Uh, you know, I set up at a farmer's market. And they go, oh, what's, the, you know, I got my samples of the pineapple and the cucumbers out there. And they go, what's this? I'm like, oh, it's pickled beets. They go, what's in that? I was like, oh, you know, local honey, fresh ginger, turmeric, garlic. They just go, all right, this is sold. Like, this is all <laughs> I came here for. <laughs> right. Like, 10 bucks? Yes. Like, don't even need to try it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. amazing to hear on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ blues is in the building we got more nickels talking about his pickles on behind the brand go ahead easy <laughs> i don't know it, I, um i love i love the fact that it is this <laughs> oh man internet is just crazy i got the from the, of- the pickles and the pickle juice you you spoke about it for a second a pickleback which is actually taking you know and the, the, the pickleback Oh boy. <laughs> easy come back to us. Easy come back to us. Easy come back to us. It's crazy. It's crazy right now. Easy come back. I realized it was like, you know, somebody's just like, oh, let's do that. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I'm actually, I got to work out um, some recipes. Cause yeah, like, again, I'm trying to see, like, tell people all the value and everything. It's like, yeah, like, it's not just like a Hannibal Burris spit. Like, the juice actually has. Um, a lot of value mm-hmm. to it as well so you can make mixed drinks with it like I actually made a like kind of a Bloody Mary where I just put some all like you know just, just take some uh, V8 pour a little bit of the hot stuff in there um, the hot uh, mm-hmm. pickle stuff a little bit of cracked pepper some celery and uh, you know some vodka I'm like this is a freaking great drink there's like the pickle cranberry it's like just add you know just add some seltzer and water and uh, vodka to it um, you can make, uh, like, I, yeah, I'm trying to like figure out like a whole different recipe book of like drinks you can make like with the juice as well. The pickled pineapple, I had a spicy margarita with that. That was absolutely amazing. We actually just did uh, an event at Cheats where I sold pickles and uh, mm-hmm. Sarah made like a bunch of original like pickle cocktails um, with it at three sheets for people that aren't aware. And then I DJ right. as well the whole the whole evening. That's in the the past slash future, whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. It already has. Uh, which is reality. Yeah. <laughs> which is reality. Oh, and that, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's like videos and stuff like that. So I have like a whole pickle mm-hmm. routine and whatnot, which is particularly annoying when people aren't feeling stuff. Cause I'm like, do you have any idea? Like how much right. time to edit all these videos and stuff? And people just like <laughs> going out, like it's definitely smoke break time when the, when the DJ's on between the acts. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no yes and no you 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 spin some things that keep that keep people in 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 uh in the club let, let let's be real for that 
Um, but no, it, it's, it's incredible to see now, obviously you're talking about a recipe book, but what about the pickle mixtape? Like when, it, when, when is that dropping? Oh. Like when the perfect beats to the uh, perfect dude. pickle. Yeah, get some Dilla in there, get some, uh, you know, maybe Hungry, do the Farmer's Market uh, mixtape. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because actually the whole me doing beats the first time was just a complete joke. I just made, like, I made them extra spicy, and it was Mo Pickles, like, hot beats. So, but yeah, like some critical <laughs> beat down, some, yeah, it's yeah. Not, like, maybe, like, the wool. <laughs> yeah, who, who knows? I got to figure out all this food stuff. Yeah, homeboys, yeah, speak. Well, I, I, I mean, you could take some ska, some ska, ska skanking pickle on there, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I got a, got a show with Homeboy Sam Ann on the 7th at State House with uh, Sotolish, Old Self. Nice. Um, yeah, I have seen him since uh, our tour pre-COVID, him and uh, Quelle Chris. Shout out to Quelle Chris. He just uh, had, he, Lizzo just sampled him on her last track of uh, the new song, so mm -hmm. love seeing that dude. Uh, kill it he's just like I, yeah just it was it was a real pleasure getting to share a hotel room with that guy he's just like the big lebowski of indie rap music just just the dude <laughs> nice yeah i love uh remember we were like in georgia like at he would just go through to like the dollar stores and buy stuff and we actually got he bought the golden girl shirt that i saw you wearing at the shame penguin thing nice he got it at like <laughs> like a calendar down south and we mm -hmm. were shopping for a Rambo shirt for Homeboy Sam because he was just telling us about how Sly was his favorite thing. And, like, and I think it was actually, in like, the woman's, like, section or something, like, there. Mm -hmm. But he just, like, pulled it up, and he's like, yo, I could – and I was just like, dude, I didn't – I really wish I thought of that. That's, like, a perfect shirt. Like, it, you know, it just says stay golden. It's got the golden girls on it. I think when yep. I met him, or the first day of the show, he was just wearing like a young Justin Bieber shirt, and it just said Bieber on it. It was his like mm -hmm. his wife's shirt. He was just wife shirt, Jean Grey, who was just rocking it. But uh, yeah, he bought that, yeah. and then he bought these like camo pants with like deer on it. And he's like this black <laughs> dude with dreads down south. And I thought like it would be kind of like weird at the uh, the gas stations and stuff like that. But every trucker came up right. to him and was like, "Yo, this is some nice pants." <laughs> Yeah, just like these <laughs> pants with deer on them. <laughs> right. Oh, man. But yeah, shout out to Chastiquale. You know, happy, happy heat. Somebody's getting the, the Lizzo uh, royalty money. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, it, it's, it's just so interesting because, you know, your career, you've worked with, with you know, um, some people that you kind of grew up, you know, like watching and growing what has that experience been like for you to like, you know, sit and eat at the table of those, you know, you're, uh, you've, I, I guess, I'm not, I wouldn't say idolized because I don't think you, you're, you're an idolized type of person, but someone you, you respected uh, going through. Yeah, I, I do. Just being real. I don't think you idolize people. Like I totally made an idiot of myself in front of Pharaoh Monch at the woods. Quality <laughs> Chris, know. Wow. Like, tell me about that. Uh, so, so this was uh like this was totally like kismet like how it was like what like I I hadn't really checked out Quelle Chris Chris that much but it was the Hiding Places slash the Billy Woods Hiding Places produced by Kenny Siegel which was kind of like Woods is like mm -hmm. meteoric up like his biggest track is um uh, SpongeBob is on that and Quelle Chris's yep. Guns track which turned out to be those two were like my favorite albums of uh of of what was that 2018 2017 so. I'm there at Soundcheck loading in and I get on my car and there's like this beautiful black um, Mustang, all black Mustang, like black tints, black rims. And, and uh, I'm just like, damn, like that's a sick car. And I look up, it's parked right behind me. I look up and it's Feral Monch and he's just like on his phone. I just made this like, this stupid ass, like, oh my God, it's fair. like, there might be like five or 10 people I would actually like lose my cool over. Mm. And Pharaoh Mons is obviously like one of them. Right. Um, and, and so, so I'm just sitting, he saw me and I was just like, oh man, like I went, I ducked my head in my trunk to get my turntables out. And I'm like taking a couple breaths. I'm like, oh man, maybe like that was embarrassing. Like maybe uh, like, let me get my turntables out of my trunk. Maybe he'll be like, he'll see me walking with my cases. He'll be like, oh, okay. Like this dude's like actually legit or something, you know, like, 
And uh, so I was just like, all right, like, let me just put a normal face on, get back out here, get the turntables, you know, my, my DJ bag, my record bag. And I'm walking by the car and he's simultaneously rolling up the passenger side window and turning the music up on his radio. And I was just like, damn, I told <laughs> <laughs> like, that's fair yeah <laughs> yeah but, but yeah, definitely like i've met again it's like one of those things right you know i treat people like you know it's, it's one of those things where it's like don't meet your 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 don't meet your idols or something like don't meet your heroes yeah don't meet your heroes yeah. like, like i always find people would be like oh i hate cage I'm just like, oh, what's what's up? You know, what did Kate like? Yeah, I guess he can be a dick. Like, what what did he do? You know, he's definitely a bipolar person. Right. Like, what situation mm -hmm. that led you to say like f this guy or something? And mm -hmm. they would just be like, they would boil down this. They would tell you the story, and basically, it's like, oh, I'm a huge fan of this guy, and right. he didn't want to be my friend. I'm like, he doesn't owe you that. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, he could say hi, maybe like take a picture, sign something for you, but like he doesn't he doesn't owe you to be a friend. And yeah, like I toured with him and he you know, he would definitely be like bipolar from time to time, but he went like I had a great time with right. the dude. He actually, you know, he taught me right. the food dance. <laughs> like, you know, and uh like he, Yeah, that was cool just like being uh, backstage with, you know, DJing for Cage and Chesky and he, he's just like back there mm -hmm. chilling, eating Eric, some broccoli and hummus, just dancing backstage. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, yo, I was like, I can't believe what's going on right now. I was, he was like, and he just like, he saw me staring at him. He's like, oh yeah, this is a food dance. This is like, get some good food in you, do a little bop. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, I know like my food's really hitting. Like when I'm eating some Sally's, like white potato pie or something, I'm just like, yeah, it's all, all right. Yeah. This is it. Helps you digest, helps you. <laughs> You've been doing this for a long time. What's better to a DJ with vinyl or just doing electric? Oh, you gotta do, I, I, yeah, I don't think, I think Serato was already out by the time I had uh, mm. been doing the vinyl thing. Um, or like by the time I was actually actively touring out. Um, yeah. And it's like, there's too much, like you gotta bring, it just, it's not feasible. Like, mm -hmm. like I'm, like I'll see Kid Koala and he's got like five crates of vinyl with him and doubles, triples of everything. But, it, and it's all like sorted out and like a crate and it's like, yeah, okay. Like if you're getting paid to be like the only person in half, but I can't yeah. be on tour with three other people and be like, okay, like all the trunk space is just my vinyl. Like it's not going to work out. And also you can't even like bring that in the car. Like you got to constantly, it's like, all right, I got to bring it in from the car every time, you know, like, so now, mm -hmm. and especially with like, I got a bad back, presumably from setting up my 80 pound freaking speakers and like whatever, <laughs> like house parties, like 20 years ago. And so, you know, like, yeah. and in crates and cause even just, if I want to spin vinyl, like nobody books me for spinning vinyl anymore. But if I want to, I got to spend two hours going through my vinyl and picking, you know, picking out three crates. If, uh, if I, if I skimp out and just do two, I get a request and I'm just like, damn, that definitely would have gone in the third crate. I'm, I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> like, but, but yeah, I mean, Serato's great. Like you can do all kinds of stuff. Like the phases is neat. I was doing a, like this trick with, uh, with homeboy Sand, where with on tour with homeboy sand, where, the phase so it's actually like a bluetooth thing that detects how fast the record's going yeah. so it does you don't even need a needle which is great oh, because again you have when you're setting up at all these places like you have all this different technology you got to work against a lot of times you get ground issues if you're doing vinyl like if they have bad mm -hmm. power setups there um you know serato is just like it's all line in stuff so you don't get that um but with the phase i was doing a trick where it's like you pick the turntable up and you can do like cuts in the air with it and stuff. And I was doing, uh, you know, like it developed this like, you know, he's like, yeah, like just do your own thing for like a little bit in the middle of my set. And yeah. it kind of evolved to this thing at this point where I was like, so, so I got these turntables off my dead friend and I feel like I can like speak with them and, you know, yeah. like communicate like telepathically with the turntables. It's a stupid trick. I'm like palming the little thing in like my other hand and like, you know, like trying to make it seem like I was doing something with the other one. And, and uh, like, and people were like, instead of, oh, that's a cool trick. P 
people just came up to me to talk about their dead friends that Ooh. like they tragically <laughs> lost. Right. And I was just like, that was the end of, I was like, yeah, I didn't, I'm not like touring the entire country to just hear like these terribly traumatic <laughs> stories, like, like right. I, from strangers, you know? Right. <laughs> so that was the end of that bit. <laughs> did, did you hear any good stories about your Halloween sets? I see your videos on Facebook. It looks you're having a lot of fun. I see SpongeBob on the background and you just like having the time of your life just making those mixes. Oh yeah, that was uh yeah, I, I always I always have fun for Halloween. Um try and go mm. out of my I have a whole evil laugh set up um where yeah, this it's just like people's like it's just like a three minutes of me cutting up like people's evil laughs. So there's like Megatron on there. There's actually, dude, the, you know, uh, like uh, Mark Hamill is the Joker. Um, oh, man. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, the best, the best laugh on there is actually Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. He has an iconic <laughs> laugh. He does. Like, like wow. His, his, like, his di like, his eyes light up. He's got this crazy diabolical laugh when it's like he was just like, I don't even know what the conversation was with, with, with Will. But, you know, I was like, damn. Well, yeah, every, every Halloween I'll try and like do, cut up some, some Treehouse of Horrors or something like that or, cool. or, you know, try and make something special for Halloween. It's definitely a, a great holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you seem to be having the time of your life. But easy, I see the, <laughs> but easy, I see the finger going up, man. What you got? Well, no, it, it's, it's, so, it's so interesting because, you know, you have – made this transition and it's a transition that we talk about on the show all the time where you are taking you know coming from the corporate world itself or, or the world they tell us we need to grow up through where we're starting to live other people's dreams and work for other people's dreams and you have started to do that for yourself and yeah. i know that that has happened actually more with your relationship with chesky and fake four can you talk about that just a little bit so people can understand yeah absolutely um he basically, uh, the guy that was doing shipping for him, well, I mean, I met Chesky in like 2011 or something. Yeah, 2011. And, um, you know, just kind of like developed, a, like wasn't really a fan at first. It's just like, who the hell is this guy with the guitar doing like Hanson like courses and stuff? Like, this isn't hip hop, you know? <laughs> like, it was more like mm -hmm. a boom bap, like hip hop type of guy. But his live show definitely like grew on me, and then he booked me at 2012 at South by Southwest. Oh wow! Just, like, that had to be fun. Yeah, that was actually a great time. The year after was definitely like okay, like South by is like definitely a corporate like thing. Like nobody's coming out to our show because there's an event where people are actually handing out like free laptops. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, it's like no money. You know, it's tough like yeah. trying to make it like indie world, mm -hmm. or it's like even first year there it's like okay well danny brown's doing a show across the street from us like i've got i'm doing a show with like lewis logic mike eagle like all these homies but um but yeah, yeah. no so so he booked mm -hmm. me on a show and he was just like oh yeah you want to come back down here he was like you want to do a whole fake four video set kind of open the event and i was just like yeah sure and then i didn't realize like all like the talent that was on there like um uh you know uh, dark time sunshine with you know Henri zavala Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Eagle, um, Vincheski mm -hmm. just killed it out there live. Bluebird, uh, Paranoid Castle. You know, it turned from being uh, uh, people were like, oh, this guy's great. Like, he has his own record label. I'm like, yo, I know like a dozen people that have, you know, they just have two or three like friends mm -hmm. that, that they put music that does. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this guy actually has like some dope acts in Canada, out in the UK or whatever. Like, dude actually puts work in. And then, um, you know, kind of de started DJing for him. Uh, from there and I was always doing like whatever BS like retail jobs or like doing shipping and stuff like that so he's like oh hey do you want to take over doing shipping for fake for I was like yeah sure I got room in this in this house that I moved into to, that to store stuff or whatever and that kind of like developed into being like kind of the perfect job to have like during COVID because it was like uh, I was doing construction on and off and then developed some severe sciatica issues so that was just like done. And, uh, you know, but 20, 2020 is terrible year. It was people were really buying a lot of records. Right. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of fake mm -hmm. four stuff, uh, going on. Like the vinyl inclusion was great. Uh, you know, my friend did a, a Pat the bunny, um, charity 
release mm -hmm. where he issued a couple of his first uh, albums. And I did all the ship. We must have shipped. I shipped like 10,000 records, like over the course of COVID. Just oh, wow. in here, in the office, packing up records, like mm. in the living room. And, uh, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it was just funny. Like, yeah, just having to do customer service and pack up Pat's records, which is like, I had no idea. My buddy just got out of jail and he's like laughing about some of the emails I'd send him just being like, man, Pat's fans are crazy, dude. <laughs> They're like, I, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, yo, like this one guy, he had this $300 record in his car. His car got impounded. He's not worried about his car. He's worried about the record. This $300, he's wondering if we have another record. And it's like, we don't have the record. Otherwise it wouldn't be going for $300. like, like, and, and they, but why you're worried about the record you get your car back dude like you're clearly living out of it <laughs> you, have, you don't store vinyl yeah. in your car <laughs> ever oh yeah ever. or people just being like oh i just got pat's like nobody hears from pat because his fans are terrible <laughs> like, well not all of them i have <laughs> but right. there's a lot of crazy pat fans and it's no wonder he doesn't like have any social media or, or you know, and, and has quit making music, which again, he's already on his like third right. successful career from there. But yeah, that's another relationship where it's like, I'm just friendly acquaintances with guy. And like, people yeah. are like, oh, you got his number. I want to ask him to do a project. And I'm like, I don't like, and I'm not going to ask my friend because he doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> right. You know, people are like, well, oh, and, I know. And, and that's the other thing is, is, well, no, that's that's the other thing, and, and you 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 spoke about it with Cage as well. You know, yeah. it's not owed. Like, look, you you guys listen, you guys show up to the shows. That's dope. That's amazing. You guys are supportive, and we love you for it. We absolutely love you for it. We love but you for it on WNHHLP one hundred three point five FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made E Z Blues is in the building. More Nichols is with us on behind the brand. Go ahead, Easy. Well, you know, you know, and, and we, <laughs> we absolutely love, you know, love you for it. And, and, you know, I will sit and have conversations, especially at the venue for, for hours, hours upon hours with okay. somebody afterwards. And if, if someone's going through something, I got you like, but yeah. if I am, you know, walking with my children to, to go to the <laughs> skate park, I'm with my kids, yeah. bruh. like, leave me alone. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to go and do shots with you at 10 o'clock in the morning you know, I'm, I'm here at the skate park with my children. Like, I appreciate yeah. you. And I hope to see you at the show. And I got you. We'll do a shot at the show. But let me, be, leave me, leave me lonesome. Let me be, yeah, this is, this, this is my time with my kids. Exactly. This is not, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. You know, and, and, I, and I love, and what, what's really incredible, and, and, you know, you and I have spoken about it before, you know, you walking in the, in the worlds that you walk, you know, you, you have those moments where like a Farrah Munch or, you know, there's somebody there that you grew up listening to that's over in the corner, just chilling. And yeah. you're like, do I want to go over there? And I've actually seen that when like you and Cheshire are in the corner chilling at a show where there are these other acts that are coming up, even myself to a point, like, you know, uh, if it wasn't for a while to like inviting Cheshki out to like have a pizza with me one day, I don't know if they, you know, I actually was able to develop like a conversation and a friendship there, um, you know, so I didn't have that, that same type of aspect. But yeah. if I was just like at a show, yeah, no, I would definitely be the guy in the corner and be like, um, they're way too cool for me to talk to. If I get summoned over, I will go and say hello. Yeah. But like, I'm gonna chill over here, you know, but you guys have this incredible approachable energy um, yeah. that I just think is absolutely amazing. You know, what, yeah, you know, what is that like for you? Uh, well. Well, yeah, I mean, Chesky and I are definitely, like, he's definitely a nicer guy than I am. You know, I will tell people when they're out of line or something or just be like, or just say no. Like, no, I don't owe you this. I, I just don't feel like doing it. And then people kind right. of stay there, like, kind of scuffled. And it's like, no, I don't, I don't owe you an explanation for this. Or, you know, <laughs> like, like, you asked right. me, I'm a human being. I don't feel like doing that or something. You know, like, Chesky will actually, like, kind of, mm -hmm you know, be, be like nicer. So we're always like, it's like, oh yeah, people see me as like a nice guy, but it's like, no, he's like a way nicer guy than me or, or um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I do feel, I'm very approachable. You know, I'm just not always, you know, like people, people will kind of like, 
I don't know, the internet's been weird now. People will kind of be like, oh, well, you could have done that nicer. And basically, like, their idea of being nice about something is being Mr. Rogers. And it's like, no, like, I don't have to be, like, that is not, like, it's, it's great if you do act that way towards people, like, bravo. But that is not something that's owed to people in general. <laughs> like, like, yes, like, yes, you can be that. I'm not saying you shouldn't necessarily strive to be that nice, but you don't have to, like, that is a way too high of a standard of being nice. <laughs> like, just don't be a dick, you know, don't be cussing people out for no reasons or anything, you know, treat the, treat the staff, the server nicely, you know, like, <laughs> or whatever retail, like, I, I just cut off something with the, with a lady because she told me a story where she went in and cussed out the gas attendant. And I was just like, why oh did goodness. you, like, like that makes no sense to me. Like I was like, you know, like I was like, I was like, yeah, no, don't. So that's like that's a standard I think we should all have and hold people accountable for. But you know, mm-hmm. like the Mister Rogers thing, you so, know, not so much. Right, Mister Mister Rogers was amazing, but it was also a, a single person that you know spent a lot of time. I've I've read the books. I've I've looked at you know the way he goes about things, and um. I'll be honest, I don't like people that much. Oh boy, here we go again, another freeze. Well, as we start to watch now, obviously to uh tomorrow, uh no, the seventh, right? Um you guys are at, at the state oh, house, yeah. which I know the door guy there. He's he's adorable. Um, you know. <laughs> you working that day? <laughs> but, um, guys, we just bring that back like about like two minutes in, oh. or like like a minute in from what you said, because it was like okay. a huge frame frame during the recording. Okay, not a problem. Sorry about that. Um, no worries, no worries. What we were actually saying was, you know, um, the calendar that you have coming up. Mm-hmm. Hello. Oh, yeah, were we right? well, you're good. Yeah, uh, being yeah. nice or or, uh, or like being <laughs> intimidated by people or two minutes ago. Where were we two right. minutes? Ago? But uh, two two minutes ago, we were we were actually coming out of the you know making sure Mr. Rogers is an incredibly human being, okay. but we're also human. <laughs> um, you know, and so and sometimes we can just get pushed in those type of directions. But what's more important is you've got a bunch of uh, stuff coming up in August. There's going to be a, a bunch of places where people can hear your music and where people can taste your amazing pickles. Um, you know, now you spoke a little bit about it, um, dealing with uh, Sodalish, I think on the 7th um, at the State House. Again, the door guy's adorable, so you should go say hi to him if nothing else. Yeah. Um, you know, but sans all of that, you know, where, where's, where are some of the best places to see you? Uh, yeah, the best places. So I'm setting up at the, I'm bouncing around between on a weekly basis between the Black Rock Farmers Market and the City Seed One. Uh, tomorrow on Saturday, 8 6, I'll be at the Black Rock Farmers Market uh, at St. Anne's Field over there in Bridgeport. Um, then 8 13, the, uh, again, yeah, so 8 7 will be at the State House that Sunday. The next weekend should be at the Black Rock Farmers Market again. And then there's actually like a second Tuesdays at Tautog where they just have vendors mm-hmm. set up like right out uh, in front of like uh, right on down Black Rock. I should be set up outside of there. And then they have like some drink specials and a DJ playing all vinyl uh, in there. And Sunday, I've got uh, two, two uh, events. I'm going to be set up at OEC. It's in Oxford. I believe it's, uh, it's uh, the eccentric uh, uh, concoctions um, setting up. They have a vendors event there from 11 to 5. And then again, uh, Mike has me uh, vending at State House again uh, for the Mandela show, mm-hmm. and, uh, which is going to be a packed event. Get your tickets if you haven't already. Then next week, I'll be uh, at Wooster Square, New Haven, uh, Farmer's Market. And then after that, uh, I'll be a beard off at this beard off in, uh, at the CT Valley Brewing from like three to eight. Uh, I should be judging beards. Yeah, my friend. <laughs> always a great benefit going on there my friend andrew uh booked that i used to dj all those those events as like charities and stuff and then should be selling pickles as well there nice. um and the 25th back at state house 
uh, DJing for Chesky, State of uh, or Apes of State with uh, Doom Scroll and Funk Folk Punk mm -hmm. Dad. It's going to be performing. Mm -hmm. Then uh, the 27th back at the Black Rock Farmers Market. And yeah, you can check me out on like my Instagram. Like it's just Mo Pickles, just at M O P I K L Z. That's how it's spelled. That's my handle. I'm on there. Facebook, mm -hmm. I'll be posting up like where I'm popping up next. Um, yeah, just be bouncing around farmers markets and stuff. In October, I got a tour with uh, Billy Woods. Be my first time doing shows with him since since COVID. Nice. He definitely blew up since the, uh, the Alchemist uh, record came out. The Arm and Hammer Haram Alchemist uh, record came out. Uh, the the two local shows we're doing like a whole going up into Canada and stuff. But the most local mm -hmm. shows that we're doing is uh, East Hampton uh, Mass Daily Operation and um, in Boston on the eighth. Uh, crystal ballroom that'll nice. be a lot of fun get to see woods get some get some alone time with him get to get some pal time get to eat some great food he's a big food nice Probably, well it's uh, it's, it's been an honor and a privilege man um but unfortunately the apollo curtain is closing you actually gave the people everything we needed as per how they can get in touch with you um i'm looking forward to everything down the line man and and continuously watching you grow would love to have you back on uh, maybe 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 in the fall to promote some of the amazingness you got rocking and rolling in the fall and i look forward to uh, crossing stages with you soon brother thank you so much all right peace guys be easy take care absolutely Press man on wnhhlp 103.5 fm new haven myself prestige with my partner in crime ez blues more nickels Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know I don't know 